Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Pastor Bob here. Tell it like it is radio show. The gravelly voice Pastor Bob is back. And I'm still going to play my guitar and sing tonight, but I'm not guaranteeing how it sounds. Good to have you with us. <coughs> People already texting me. Thank you. Glad you would. I'm honored that you'd listen to this program. Brother Johnson in Arizona calls it backbone therapy, this program. Maybe we should change the name to that. Backbone therapy. With Pastor Bob, we're going to call me Doctor Bob tonight. I'm an, I'm the surgeon, the backbone surgeon. Hey, Pastor Bob's grandpa again. I had uh, a week ago or so. I had a great grand, another great grandbaby, and now I got a grandbaby. So a little little girl, another granddaughter. That makes twenty one grandchildren and three great-grandchildren, so I'm excited about that. Little girl's name is Jubilee. Isn't that neat? Jubilee Joan. Jubilee Joan Simons. That's a neat little name. Neat little girl. I haven't got to hold her yet. My wife got to help deliver her, so that was exciting during a blizzard, but they uh, everything turned out good, so I'm excited about that. You got power back yet? We've got, uh, you, I know some of you are listening out of state, but we had a big blizzard here, two of them back to back. One last week, and now, now, or a week ago, not you know, not last week, but probably ten days ago. And then we just had one again this weekend. And boy, was this a heavy, wet snow! Knocked the power out at different places. I heard out in Beach they still don't have power. Our crew out that way, um, so I don't know if they're listening tonight. They probably aren't because they don't have power. We've got let's see, we've got Sister Brett's listening in Kildare. Did you lose power up there, Sister Brett's? 
Brother Gingrich is listening tonight out in Michigan somewhere. Uh, the Blairs are listening. Where are you guys at? Are you guys down in, um, hmm, never know where the Blairs are. I should know this answer, but I know they're not in California. Good to have the Blairs with us. Brother Griffith out in Montana, faithful listener. Brother Fuller is listening tonight. He always sends me, <coughs> now Brother Fuller's older than I am, but he always sends me these rap songs. Let's see if I can do this. This is about his testimony before he came to God. I was running the rail, drinking the ale, laying on the shale with an empty pail in the belly of the whale. Hey, that's not too bad. The rest of it's kind of tough. Let's see. Drugs and alcohol were sitting on my fall, but I called out on Jesus, and he took my habit because I couldn't grab it. Hmm. I don't know. I probably won't end up being a, one of those guys, but he can actually do that stuff. I can't really do it. Sister Yvonne is listening her, her daughter, Marin, listening tonight. Tim in North Carolina just dropped into my texting. We've got, um, let's see, uh, some stoners listening here in in the Dickinson area. So uh, just uh, you can text me tonight and let me know you're listening, 701-290-7862. I don't know what's got into me to bring my guitar into the studio tonight because <coughs> my voice isn't great, but so I'm already making excuses. But you know what? You're going to love me anyway, right? Everybody's going to love me. Let me sing you a song. Tonight I'm going to sing some songs that I sing usually up at the county jail when I get to go there. And we're supposed to get to go back there, but it just hasn't happened yet. We've been we've been going to the county jail over 20 years, and then uh, that COVID thing, they made us quit going. But um, here's one of the songs I play up at the county jail. Tonight, instead of Pastor Bob, this is Dr. Bob. We're going to kind of change gears just a little bit. And uh, you'll see what I mean. So tonight, text me Dr. Bob and the backbone surgery expert. All right, here we go. <laughs> I want to tell you all about my new psychiatrist. I've had a lot of others. Now I've really got the best. He's always got the answers. He never has to guess. He's got a lot more experience and costs a whole lot less. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my psychiatrist. I used to be so nervous. I was way past tense. I tried to tell my conscience to please stop making sense. They said when I felt guilty, my mother was the cause. But now I know the reason is only that I was guilty. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my psychiatrist. You've got problems, small or large. His therapy is free of charge. For mental health, just take a look. He wrote it all down in a best-selling book. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My psychiatrist. And if you can guess the name of my new psychiatrist you will go into the drawing for the 1968 ford shelby gt 500 does anybody know uh, who my new psychiatrist is text me tonight <laughs> 701 i'm just joking i don't have a gt shelby 500 but um anyway can you guess who my new psychiatrist is we're going to do a program tonight about um it's not a psychiatry program but I want to title this program Proper Diagnosis. Proper Diagnosis. Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Now, I'll just say right off the bat that Pastor Bob is a person that believes in faith. I believe when you have something wrong with you that Jesus can heal you. I'm convinced of that. I am not a person that doctors a lot. Uh, pain will drive me to the doctor, I'll tell you that. I'm not opposed to doctors. A good doctor is a very, very good thing. Um, and I So don't anybody accuse me of being anti-doctor. Uh, but the <clears throat> when something's wrong with your health, it's proper to get the right diagnosis. You know, I mentioned here a while back, I have a granddaughter. She was, something was wrong with her. We didn't know what. And she was very sick and got worse and worse and worse. 
We didn't know what it was. And one night she was very sick, and my son took her to Bismarck to the hospital. My wife jumped in the car with them, and they drove to Bismarck and got there in the middle of the night. And a doctor, a very good doctor, took one look at her and said, she's diabetic. Of course, we had no idea. And uh, he was a good doctor. He gave her a proper diagnosis, possibly saved her life. Um, You know, I'm not saying some other person couldn't have figured it out, but I was thankful for a good doctor. I've got, uh, if you get misdiagnosed, something's wrong with you, it could possibly kill you. That's true. Uh, This is, call me Dr. Bob tonight instead of Pastor Bob. Uh, What a relief it is to find out what's wrong sometimes. You know, it, it is. There's a relief in that. I've got a I've got a story I'll tell you quickly. I uh, Many years ago now, I was working in a house, and I was prying a two-by-four out of a wall, and, it's, and it, came, it let loose all of a sudden, came back and hit me in the head right above my eye. I was laying on the floor, and uh, it hurt pretty bad, and I was thanking the Lord, thank you, Lord, that it didn't hit me directly in the eye. I, was, I remember praying that. Uh, 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 about a day later, my eye started going blind, and I happened to be up in Williston for some reason, and I went to an eye doctor, a specialist up there that was uh, uh, not just an eye doctor, but you know he was an optometrist, and he took, he looked in my, he dilated my eye, looked in my eye, and said, "Oh, you've just got a lot of blood in there." And I remember slapping him on the back and telling him, "That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you." By the time I got home from Williston, I was totally blind in that eye. And my my son-in-law knows a, knew an eye doctor here in Dickinson who I think is the best eye doctor in the world. His name is Nate Shulman. He's an eye doctor here in, in Dickinson. And um, my son-in-law set up for me to, he met me after hours. He didn't even dilate my eye. He looked into my eye and said, your retina is completely detached. Sent me to South Dakota, a series of, a series of operations and... Um, now my eye is blind in that I'm blind in my left eye. And I have no vision, no light. The After many eye surgeries, um, it's there's pressure that begins to build up that can actually cause your optic nerve to die, and that's what happened in my left eye. So I'm believing God to heal that eye. I've, I've believed that for a long time. Now, if I would have went to Dr. Shulman right away, maybe there's a chance that I would still have vision in that left eye. See, a proper diagnosis is important. You know, some people diagnose themselves with health issues, and I, I think there's room for that. I, I think um, that's okay. I think we, you know, we should know our own selves. I think we have common sense and so on. Um, you know, people read something on the Internet, and they just kind of automatically assume this is what's wrong with me. Some people, everything they read on the Internet, they think they've got it. You know, they're, it becomes a psychosomatic type thing to them. So I'm not against that, but tonight, this is that was building a base for my program, Dr. Bob tonight. You know, I admit that health is important, and we need to take care of ourselves, but there's something far more important than our health. Our health, the best that we're going to do here, I mean, the very longest you're going to live on this earth is maybe 110, and then you're going to be dead. That's a fact. And a lot of us will be dead a lot sooner than that, especially if you like to drive motorcycles. The This thing I'm talking about is about a different type of health. It's about our inner person. It's about our soul. And if the soul is sick, not only will everything else be wrong in this life, <coughs> but we're not going to go to heaven. That's forever. So how can a person diagnose, get a proper diagnosis or diagnosis on their soul? Now, this is where I think this program, I hope, is going to be interesting tonight. You know, what is the difference in the word diagnosis and the word judgment? What is the difference between somebody diagnosing you and somebody judging you? You know, it's interesting to me, and here again, I if you just tuned in, I was telling you, a good doctor is a wonderful thing. I'm not against medical doctors at all. But people will pay hundreds and thousands of dollars 
to go to a doctor so that doctor can judge them. But people won't come to the house of God and get a diagnosis from the Word of God because it bothers them. Why is this? Why do people get so upset at a preacher but are so thankful to a doctor? I wonder that. I mean, I know there's several reasons. There's actually some good reasons why. Because if you have cancer, it's not a moral situation. Like, you you didn't do something evil and got cancer, usually. I mean, it's it's possible, you know, I mean, if you want to call smoking evil or whatever. But this I'm talking about today. So there is some, I can see some difference. In other words, like, the Word of God may tell you you're doing something wrong and you might not like that. And there's this big deal in our world that says, hey, preacher, don't judge me. Judgment mixed with love is is the most helpful thing in this world. When Jonah came to Nineveh and he said that this city's going to be destroyed, that was the very best diagnosis of a problem that these people could ever have. And Jonah saved their lives. The city was going to be destroyed. There was something terrible going on, and somebody needed to let somebody know what it was. Proper diagnosis. It's important. It's important spiritually. You know, it, it really is. Somebody, You guys like that song, My Psychiatrist. I didn't write that song, but... Um, He's not my new psychiatrist. That's Sister Becky. You're right. I've had that one for quite a while, and he's been around a long time. The um, I might, I might maybe I'll sing that song again. I like I like that song. That song pokes fun at a lot of fallacies and in some of the pseudo psychiatry that's out there. You know, they told me when I felt guilty, my mother was the cause, but now I know the reason that I felt guilty is only that I was. <laughs> I like that. The um. You know what? I'm I'm gonna sing another song. I'll sing a different song here. I'm just gonna you know, I'm I'm singing some songs now. I got a Bill Farron song queued up, so I might get to that. But here, how about this one? Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul and guides my path in righteousness for His name's sake. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not Fear thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and Loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. Wow, should I be singing tonight with this? I mean, you guys are saying nice things to me, but I mean, is anybody going to tell me the truth? Brother Luna, he likes my singing. Brother Luna, good to have him listening tonight. Or no, that wasn't Brother Luna. Who's that texting me here? <clears throat> anyway, we've got, uh, oh, Jackson, you want me to sing Hammer? 
Wow. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't go along with this. But got Brother Jones texting in. Hey, tell it, Gramps. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'll tell you, I like those grandkids. Um, the um, <laughs> Well, that's good. Brother Jones said, if you don't like the diagnosis, just change doctors, right? You just change preachers. Pastor Bob or Dr. Bob doing back surgery tonight. Text me 701-290-7862. We're talking about proper diagnosis and how important it is spiritually. Find out what's wrong with us. Have you ever noticed that many times in the health areas and also spiritually, people are treating just the symptoms of something deeper? You know, like, like for instance, you've got, you've got a, a, somebody that died in your attic. You don't know about it. <clears throat> and they're just rotting up there. And you got all these flies in the house. And these flies are flying around and and uh you, so you uh you get a um exterminator and he comes in and says he says, "Yeah, you've got a fly problem." So he gets you all these fly traps and you hang them all over and catching a lot of flies, but they just don't it's just not getting better. Because you got a corpse in the closet. Or a corpse in the attic. Something dead up there. Got to get it out. Maybe you got some manure in the barn. You know, maybe I should have titled this program by Dr. Bob tonight, Corpses in the Attic and Manure in the Barn. Seems like people spend their lives just dealing with symptoms of deeper issues. You know, do you want somebody to diagnose you? Oh, you've got a fly problem. Let's get you some insecticides. Or do you want to be diagnosed that there's an old man that's dead that needs to be cleaned out? You know, I I want to propose to you that a lot of the things that we treat people for really aren't their problem. Like, I don't think people have drug problems. I think they have a problem living life without drugs. That's what I think. So you can treat the drug problem all you want to, but until you fix the reason that they want to take the drugs, you're not going to get very far. You know, I mean, if that if that's not true, then then uh, they could make all of us drug addicts by just holding us down and injecting us with some meth. We'd all be drug addicts, right? No, we wouldn't, because we don't want that. We don't want that. We We know it's fake. We don't want to live that way. You see, you don't have a problem with drugs. You don't have a problem with drinking. You have a problem living without drugs and drinking. That's what your problem is. And we've got to diagnose things properly to help people. You know, we need to get a shovel and start cleaning out the manure in our lives, and those flies will just go away. I'm not for swat. I'm not against swatting flies. I don't particularly like flies. In fact, I will say this: I hate flies. Flies will be going, you know, they'll be hanging out, having a party on a manure pile, and then they fly over to my potato salad, and they do a little watusi on there and shake all that stuff off. You ever watch flies? They shake their legs off. You know what they're shaking off? It's manure. That's what they shake off, or dead corpses. That's what they do. I don't like flies. But if you want to get rid of flies, you got to get rid of the corpse. you got to get rid of the manure. This is deep stuff. <laughs> manure. Anyway, it's deep stuff. You know what? This, you know what? Even even though I sound like I'm in a box tonight, I I like this program. I want to I want to be on for two hours tonight. Can I do that? I'm like I'm wound up. Like this is my candy stick. I like talking about stuff like this. Identify the problem. Isolate the problem. Diagnose the problem. You know there there are not many. There are there aren't many major problems spiritually. There's probably five or six. But there's all kinds of symptoms of these problems. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So once you even isolate the problem, once once you do, you still have to run with patience. Like you're gonna, this is gonna be a day by day thing to beat this thing, whatever it is. But I want you to notice it says if you don't let. There's two things here that are mentioned. There's weights and there's sin. 
And it says if you don't lay those aside, those things will easily, notice that word, that word just jumped out to me on Wednesday, easily. Weights and sin are going to easily stop us from making it, Making they'll stop us from being successful in this life and with God both. Uh, weights for a runner, when it's time for the race, get rid of the weights. We're in the race, get rid of the weights. You've been training with the weights, get rid of the weights, take them off. We're in the race. And this sin that so easily besets us. So lay aside the weights, lay aside the sin. Now, how do we know what these weights and sins are? See, this is where this program is going to get right down to the nitty-gritty because how do you know what your problem is? How do you know what's holding you back? The Bible says you can't go by your heart. The heart's the most deceitful thing there is. So you can't listen to your heart. You can't listen to other people necessarily. It depends on who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with a bunch of dingbats, you're going to get some dingbat advice. You know, if you're if you're hanging out with a bunch of dumbbells, you're, you're going to get some dumbbell advice. What other insulting terms can I think of? I'm not calling people names. I'm I'm just I don't even know who your friends are. This is radio. I can't see you. But you can get the wrong diagnosis from the wrong people. Like they can say, "Oh, this is your problem, Bob." And it might not be my problem at all. And a wrong diagnosis can kill you spiritually. It can get you barking up the wrong tree. You know, uh, the scripture talks about it in 2 Corinthians 10 and 12. They measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So you don't want to measure yourself by yourself like, oh, I think I'm a pretty good person in my own opinion. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Adolf Hitler probably thought he was a good person, too. You know, his wife, Eva, or whatever her name is, she probably thought he was a wonderful man. They probably talked, you know, they measured themselves by themselves. Wonderful people. Nobody understands us. We're, you know, this, you know, everybody is misjudging us. No, Adolf, the Word of God can judge you. Well, the Word of God will judge you now. 2 Corinthians ten eighteen, For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. So in other words, you can tell yourself all the good things you want to and find friends that will back you up on it, but it may not be the proper diagnosis. Remember, that's what the program is called, proper diagnosis. Dr. Bob tonight, I can't, I'm just, you know, I'm having fun with that. You know I'm not a doctor, all right? Don't sue me. I'm just, I'm just a, like my pastor said, the school of hard knocks. That's where I got my Ph.D., but there are symptoms, and there are there are roots of symptoms, and the Bible says the Word of God actually can lay the axe to the very root of the tree. You know there there are there are roots of sin and roots of heaviness and weights. You know, I and I said maybe five or six. There might be more. I mean, they're, they're, but I mean, just things that come to the top of my mind, like pride. Pride is the reason Satan fell. Pride is one of the main roots of sin. <clears throat> if you're angry at people all the time, it's probably a pride problem. You know, people hurting your feelings all the time, that's probably a pride problem. See, those are symptoms. How come everybody's hurting my feelers? There was a girl that used to go to our church, she called them feelers instead of feelings, which was always, I thought was so cute, and I've I've called them that ever since. You're hurting my feelers, just like she's a caterpillar or something. You know, uh, what other problems are there? What are their roots? You know, pride. How about deception? Some people are just deceived. That's the problem. But because they're deceived, they, there's all kinds of symptoms that go along with that. Some people have had pain in their life, and that pain has caused wrong thinking, negative thinking, never going to get any better. There are people that have bitterness in their life, and I can usually tell them because they're constantly talking about how everybody's hurt them all the time, or some people have hurt them all the time. Well, you just don't understand, Pastor Bob. As soon as I hear that, I'm starting to make a diagnosis. 
because I, as my pastor would say, I don't get paid to understand. Like, I don't get paid to understand. It's not in my job description to understand. God understands, but it's not what you think. Because, see, God understands and knows that you're using this for an excuse to do whatever you want to do, but you're going to try to get everybody to help you justify it because somebody hurts you. See, that is a deep problem. And it has to be diagnosed, judged, isolated, and dealt with. Laziness is a deep problem. Laziness, there's going to be people that through just pure laziness and and uh, disorganization are going to miss heaven. People are like, are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. You know, that sheep that was lost that the shepherd went looking for probably just nibbled its way lost. Wasn't paying attention to what, what it was doing, where it was going, making foolish decisions, and ended up lost. You know, you, I mean, it's true. You better watch what you're doing. You better watch where you're going because there this issue of laziness, ignorance, carelessness, <coughs> you know, by carelessness, you can lose your checkbook. By carelessness, you can lose your credit card, your cell phone. Those are That's a big deal. But what if you lost your soul? See, these are issues. Word of God addresses all these things. Fear is one of them. Man, I think I come up with more than five or six. How about grouchiness, meanness? Some people are just grouchy. That's not right. I sound like that tonight, don't I? I'm not grouchy. If you were here, I'd hug you. You know, I'm just mad at the devil. Hey, brother, brother. Hey, Dr. Bob, it's Stephen Byler from Pennsylvania. Cool. The uh, Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, there's, you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Have I lost a bunch of people now? I'm talking about spiritually diagnosing the problem. How do we do that? Well, we do it through the Word of God, don't we? That's that's how we do it. We do it through the Word of God. You know th- this this um, this is our book. You know this this is our this is the way we know whether we're right or not. All right, is this brother Luna that requested this? You like this song, don't you? I like this song too. All right, let's let's try it here tonight. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will never praise you. I will seek you in the morning. And I will learn to walk in your ways And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Oh God, you are my God And I will ever praise you Oh God, you are my God And I will never praise you I will seek you in the morning I will learn to walk in your ways And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Oh, I will follow you all of my days I will follow you all of my days And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Tell it like it is with Dr. Bob. Tonight, we're talking about sin. We're talking about weights. We're talking about getting better. We're talking about diagnosing our issues. Once, How do we diagnose those issues? What book do we use? We use the written and preached Word of God. (laughs) Mixed together with His Spirit will diagnose, judge us. Tonight, Get this out of your mind and out of your mouth. 
don't judge me. Stop saying that. Everybody listening to me in the sound of my voice, repeat after me. Please judge me. Please judge me. You know, if, I, if I'm sick, I want some doctor to tell me what's wrong with me so I can get better. If I'm a diabetic, I got to quit. I got to lay off the marshmallows. You know, I got to lay off the cookies. <clears throat> Somebody tell me what's going on. Somebody preach to me. Isn't there anybody that's got the courage to tell me what's wrong with me? Judge me. Please judge me. Psalm seventy three twenty four. it says, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. So God, his intention is to show us the way. God shows us what to do, we do it, and we go to heaven. Yep. Yep, that's right. Isaiah forty eight seventeen. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. So God will tell us, he'll show us. His word talks to us. Every one of those things that I said earlier about these deep issues, the word of God tells us. You got a pride issue? Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. I mean, that's, you got to. Whatever your problem is, you've got, you've got a, You've got some kind of immorality problem? Surrender to God. You know, the first step with God is proper diagnosis. The second step is the treatment. Like, here's my problem, blank. You know, fill in the blank. Listening to me, here's my problem. I got an anger problem. Fill it in. Here's my problem. I've got, I've got, uh, a deception problem. You know, here's my problem. I, I, you know, I've, I've got a bitterness problem. Here's my problem. I've got a fear problem, worry problem, whatever it is. Now, start the treatment. Are you going to be a compliant patient with God? My wife accuses me of not being a compliant patient with doctors, but I hope I'm a compliant patient with God. I didn't make this up, but I've said it so many years. They'll take this pill, they'll take that pill, but they won't take the gospel. They'll take this pill, they'll take that pill, but they won't take the gospel. You know, this this um this is important listen to you know will you take will you take the medicine and what is this medicine like a good dose of repentance starts it out right you know a good dose of humility can start out right Repentance means to change your mind about sin. That's what it means. The Word of God is our medicine tonight. It is. It's, it's our medicine. You know, th- this, is, this is so important. Um, you know, th- this is so important that we Learn this. You know, what other medicine? You got, you've got a problem with unforgiven sin in your life, repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus tied together. It says it's for the remission of sins. For the remission of sins. Being filled with the Holy Spirit can bring healing and clarity, being renewed with the Holy Spirit. You know, the old-time Pentecostals used to say, you just need a good praying through. Like, you got a bad attitude, just pray through. Sounds simple, I know what they're talking about. It's not just about praying until you speak with tongues. 
But it's even more than that. Pray until you're surrendered. Pray until your bad attitude goes out the window. These are things that we need in our life. You know, here again, this, this program is not about you feeling good about yourself. That's not what, that's not my intention to come on the radio. My intention is for us to become better. Not to feel better, but to become better. Once you become better, you'll start to feel better. And until you start to become better, you're not going to feel better. And people can try to pump you up artificially. Uh, people can try to, you know, you can go to self-help classes. You can, like I say, in the health field, <coughs> you can find doctors that, you know, will, will be very positive in your life. And But if they don't have the proper diagnosis, if you're not getting the proper treatment for your problem, you're not going to get better. And getting better is what it's all about. Getting right with God is what it's all about. You know, diagnosing the problem, number one, isolating it, dealing with it, being humble enough to accept it. You know, that's number one. You know, like, like, um, you know, when you look at David, King David, this terrible sin he committed, horrible thing. <clears throat> Nathan the prophet came to him. Nathan the prophet diagnosed David. And David took the medicine. You know, um, this, this, this is so important. I mean, it's, it's, without this, it's just a bunch of words. You know, without putting into practice what the Word of God tells you to do to be part of the solution, it's just a bunch of words. What good does it do to find out what's wrong with you if you're not going to get better? Doctors, many times, after they diagnose the problem, they, they talk about a change of diet. Well, so does God. Like, what are you putting into your mind? What are you feeding yourself? You know, there, there's uh, no sense of doctoring if you won't put into practice what they ask you to do. Like, if, you're, if they've diagnosed you as a diabetic and you keep, you know, eating wrong, what good is it going to do you to take the medicine? the insulin. You know, th there, there's there got to be a change of lifestyle. There's got to be a change of diet. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You know, that's, that's not saying we shouldn't try to reach the unbelievers. That's not saying that. But it says, it's saying that let's not Fill our mind full of what they're telling us. One of the greatest blessings that there's been to my spiritual walk all these years is that God dealt with me 40-some years ago, and I got rid of my television set. And I, and I quit watching the Hollywood movies. That was good. I changed my diet. I started getting some of that stuff out of my head. You know what? My thinking started clearing up. I started filling my mind more with the Scripture and with preaching and <clears throat> with good Christian songs, good Christian music, good Christian lyrics. You know, singing to yourselves, you know, making melody in your heart. You know, sometimes you can find a good radio station that plays plays good christian music man that, that can that can help you why because you've changed your diet you're not listening to Ozzy Osbourne anymore or Alice Cooper or the Rolling Stones you're listening to people that are talking about the word of god and they put it in songs so you remember it music's a powerful thing change your diet 
Be careful who you're hanging out with. Back in these days when they wrote the scripture, there was no such thing as television, but if there was, they would have mentioned it because they did mention it. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. People watch that stupid thing four or five hours a day. And like I say, you can watch it on your phone now. You can watch it everywhere. But just because you can doesn't mean that you have to watch it. He goes on to say in verse 17, Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. I was just in Bismarck, uh, pastor from the Bismarck Church just texted me, Brother Chuppy, good to hear from you. Um, the preacher yesterday, this young man, Brother Grindle, was preaching, and man, he laid it out, and it was good. I mean, it was really good. You know what he said? He said that grace of God is God calling you to become holy like he is. That was excellent. That reminded me so much of Pastor Walters. We're partakers of his divine nature. That's the grace of God. He's cleaning you up. That's the grace of God. He's changing your thinking. That's the grace of God. Like he's not leaving you the way you were with all your problems, but he's changing you. The washing of water by the word. The word of God is like taking a bath. It'll clean you up. Whatever is pure and lovely, think on these things. Change your diet. You know, <clears throat> get some exercise. First Timothy 4, 7 says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Now people say, oh, pastor, pastor, or Dr. Bob, they're not talking about exercise here. That's talking about something else. No, read verse 8. For bodily exercise profiteth little. In other words, going out, working out at the gym, there's there's a little profit there. It's it's a little. You know, you, you get big muscles and maybe you'll live a little longer, be able to work a little better, look a little nicer. You know, I, there's a little profit in that. I should do that. But it says, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the, of the life that now is and that of which is to come. You Exercise yourself in godliness. That word godliness there can be translated holiness too, by the way. Exercise is good for your spiritual wellness. You'll find out in the Bible, all through the Bible, and especially the New Testament, that living for God has something to do with action. And even the words talk about that. Like even in the Old Testament, the Bible says both about Enoch and Noah that they both sat on the couch with God. No, it doesn't say that. They both walked with God. They were exercising, putting it into practice. Scripture talks about walking in the Spirit. Walk humbly with thy God. All through the Bible, it talks about the relationship that we have with God as a walk. It, we're doing something. I propose to you tonight that faith is a verb. It's not a feeling. It's not a noun. Love is a verb. Love is not a feeling. It's not a noun. I, I just don't love them anymore, Pastor Bob. That doesn't even make sense to me. You choose who you want to love. And you start exercising it. Build that thing up. Get some of that meanness and grouchiness out of you. Start being nice to people. I mean, does anybody want to get better out there? Does anyone of you want to do better? You know, I'm telling you, you know, you can hang on to all of your excuses. You can hang on to all of your reasons you can hang, you know, I heard somebody say it today, uh, we, we had church today, we, we had first canceled the service, and then some of the so, uh, young man in our church says, hey, we can get there. So then we, then we decided to have the church service, and we broadcast, we had, we had a big snowstorm yesterday, so we had church. But I was tuning in um, early this morning to the Lutheran Hour on a Bismarck radio station, and and I mean, I know that what this guy said was true. You know, he said some people are born again and some people have been burned again by the church. And he, he brought that out. You know what? Yeah, just because somebody that calls themselves a Christian, a Pentecostal, an apostolic, 
isn't perfect, and you notice that, and they made a mistake in your life or said something to you that wasn't right, you know, that's the way life is. I don't, I don't go around trying to hurt people or hurt their feelings, but I'm sure I do. Are you going to let that stop you from going to heaven? I sure hope not. You know, if I don't dwell on it, but, you know, in these last 43 years of living for God, I've had many people hurt my feelings. And most of it was unintentional. But you know what? I mean, if I try to say that, well, I'm going to quit living for God, I'm going to quit going to church, I'm going to quit being a pastor, there's a deeper issue going on. There really is. There's Somebody better diagnose this preacher if that's the way I go. You know, you can get... I've met pastors that have spent their whole life trying to help people and then people were mean to them and they ended up getting hard. Shame on those pastors. Because that's the way the devil... He, the way he comes to us usually is an offense. <clears throat> I don't have time for all this tonight. I'm talking about <clears throat> proper diagnosis. A lot of people texting me. I haven't had a chance to read all these. But the um, thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, just all the different ones that are listening. Um, just several of you are texting me. Um, good, I mean, good stuff. Really good stuff, too. Um. Yeah. You know, I I um I think it's important that we get to the root of the issue and allow the word of God, the preached word of God, or somebody that knows the word of God that we trust to help us. That's how you get better. It really is. You know, there is, you know, that's how we try to move on. You know, I, I think that that uh, my biggest thing, like my biggest thing is not to see how big we can grow this church in Dickinson. And we, you know, I'm excited about our church and I believe we're going to, you know, see, but my biggest thing is I want to see people get better. You know, the same problem you had five years ago, if you still have it today, I'm talking about spiritual problems now. I'm, I'm, I've moved out of the health realm if you haven't figured that out. But I want you to get better. You know, I, I believe the Word of God can address every situation. The Word of God can change people. You know, the new birth is is the first step in that direction. But there is baggage that people have to deal with. You know, there, there is. There's baggage that people have to deal with. And somehow allowing the great physician, Jesus, to work in our lives is so, so important. Here again, uh, you know, the, the uh, like, for instance, if you're, maybe you're a person who can't get along with others and you wonder why everybody's mean to you. You know, is that the issue? Or is there something deeper going on? Uh, I've mentioned just several things. Anger, I, me- I mentioned just all kinds of different things tonight that are deeper, deeper issues. I am convinced that it's not the drugs that are your problem. I'm convinced of that. They're a symptom of a problem. You know, they're the, the, the alcoholic, I yes, I believe in the addictive nature of those things. Yeah, I believe in that. But what drives us to want that escape The Word of God, the Bible says the Word of God can cut 
like a sword, down to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Like, soul and spirit are so hard to figure out what the difference is between them. But the Word of God can cut down. Are you willing to let the Word of God diagnose you? Are you willing to let the Word of God judge you? Because judgment begins at the house of God. What that means is for us to get better, we, we, we start tying in with other Christian believers. You know, until I, I'm, I'm going to run out of time. I, I, I might play, I might not get to any other music. I might play a song at the end here, but you know what? Uh, Jackson's listening to you. Jackson, I'm not going to get that song, The Hammer, in. I'm sorry. I'll try to ask me again next week. Maybe I can do it. But, you know, this, tonight I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that this getting better concept, this Word of God concept of, of changing us and showing us and helping us, you know, we can, we can, you know, we come together as believers. When you're a musician and you start learning to play the guitar, which I did in my 30s, I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was doing okay until I started playing with other musicians. And then I realized, oh, I'm going to have to bring my rhythm into what they're doing. Oh, what key are you playing in? When, when do you come in with the chord change? You see, that's when I learned and you're, when you get together with unbelievers, we call that church service, that's when the judgment begins. But it's not a bad thing, you guys. It's a good thing. Help me to get better. Help me to change. I don't want to be like this any longer. If you're listening tonight in the beach area, we have services in beach on Tuesday night, 7.30 at the Beach Community Service Center, Beach, North Dakota. If you're just tuning in, if you're on the Internet, this is a live broadcast out of Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're in the Bowman area at 7.30, we have church on 18 North Main Bowman, and then on Sunday mornings at 10.30. If you're in the Beulah area, we have church there Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, if you're in Dickinson, <coughs> we have church at 501 Elks Drive, Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10, worship service at 11. We have also a Wednesday night service at 7.30. So we've got all those times you can come. We have a men's Bible study Friday mornings at 6 o'clock. So there's um, ways that you can get a hold of us. Um, many of you that texted tonight, I don't know who you are, but but I'd love to meet you um, sometime. So one of the best ways to meet me is come and visit us at our church. This Wednesday at 7.30, I think I'm speaking this Wednesday. I haven't asked anybody else yet, so so I think it will be me. Well, I'm going to close this program with this song and uh, prayer. And tonight, um, one of the... One of the treatments that God has once you know what the problem is is surrender your will to him. And this song is a song that I've sung at the county jail for many years, and I'm going to sing it for you tonight. When the day began And you opened up your eyes No, you didn't recognize what you were seeing Then it all came back you remembered where you'd been No, it never seemed to end And you're still running Will you ever change your mind? Almost out of time Better give up Gotta stop running It's the end of the line Time to surrender Hands up Turn it around Fall to the ground, are you gonna surrender? Now the day is done And you wanna close your eyes And pretend that you are fine But you'd be a lion And you want it back The life that you once had 
Cause inside you know you are slowly dying Will you ever change your mind? Almost out of time Better give up Gotta stop running It's the end of the line Time to surrender Hands up Turn it around Fall to the ground Are you gonna surrender? Are you gonna surrender now? And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast Lord, I know that There are those that are sick in their souls. God, I pray that you help them, give them hope tonight, that you have their answer, and you can diagnose their problem, and that the Word of God can lead them to complete healing and salvation. Pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. This is Pastor Bob, Dr. Bob tonight. Next week it'll be Pastor Bob again signing off. going to play a little bit of this Bill Farron song called The Man I'm Supposed to Be. Come visit us this week at our church, and if not, I'll see you next Sunday, or I'll be with you next Sunday at 8.06 Mountain Time. God bless. When I feel the enemy, he speaks to me, whispering in my ear, you might as well give up. To try again would just be one more bitter cup. So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way My dreams seem shattered and I've blown another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me, Lord, to be the man I'm supposed to be got a long way to go to be like my Lord. To stay the same is one thing I cannot afford. My wife and family need someone who will leave. I've got to die so you can live in me. And so I plead. When the darkness sets in and I've lost my way My dreams seem shattered cause I've blown another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me, Lord, to die And be the man I'm supposed to be Fails your faithful when I fail to please And when the pressure's great it drives me to my knees Into that secret place where you can transform me Into the image of the man I'm supposed to be So when the darkness sets in and I've lost my way tongue has shattered lives and I've wasted yet another day. My only hope is in the one who died for me. Transform me, Jesus, into the man I'm supposed to be. Change me, change me, Lord. Until the end 
dream shattered Cause I've blown another day My only hope is in the one who died for me Teach me Lord Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.